Yeah! Driving with Joe. What do you know? What do you say? 8.31 a.m. Driving with me in my car. Heading out to Shirley, New York. Pick up some things from the Home Depot. Get in the car with me and I turn the podcast on. And we start talking to Talcos at the Anchor app. And we're going to break down and discuss right now the trade deadline. Mets, Yankees. Very interesting. Yankees, it's short and sweet. Yankees, you needed a starting pitcher. Driving with Joe has said for the last two years, I don't like the starting pitching. I don't. I'm sorry. So the Yankees go and do nothing. They said the price was too high for the starting pitching. What's interesting about this is the Yankees are getting killed in New York. And a lot of Yankee fans are upset that they did not make a move. But you have to understand, the Yankees and their fan base... You know, they're too used to getting everything they want. They're too used to getting every big free agent. Everyone just wants to give them their prospects, a la what the Cubs did a few years ago to rent Chapman. You know, it's an embarrassment, an absolute embarrassment. You know, not every year is going to go like that. Teams have smartened up. They're not just going to let you absolutely rape them of prospects anymore. Or in this case, they want your prospects. Yankees, Yankees have a very solid farm system, one of the best in baseball, but they don't want to give up anybody. Well, if you don't want to give up anybody, you're not going to get anybody. It's that simple. It's not brain surgery. So Yankee fans and the Yankees themselves, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it where you're just going to give crap prospects and expect guys like a Granky in return, who Zach Granky goes to Houston and that rotation is absolutely ridiculous. And they took a huge, huge jump forward and step forward. I mean, who saw that coming? A lot of stuff coming out of left field. But the Yankees, you don't have a right to bitch and complain. You don't. If you don't want to give up your stud prospects, and there are studs in the Yankees' farm system, then fine. You know, that might be the difference between winning the 2019 World Series or not. But you can't have it both ways. If the Yankees gave up the farm for all these guys, then the Yankee fans would be bitching about that too. So here you go. What the Yankees have an opportunity to do is what Driving with Joe said, baseball's been turning into the last few years if you're really paying attention. The old adage in baseball was that good pitching beats good hitting any day of the week. And if you listen to the podcast when we're talking baseball, you've heard me say this before, I don't think that's the case anymore. The Yankee lineup in general is just ridiculous. I know they had a bunch of injuries during the year. They found some nice, you know, some nice diamonds in the rough of people they had to bring up. But the Yankee lineup is ridiculous. We know it. In that stadium, just hit a pop-up to right field. It's out. You know, that lineup is playing 81 games in that stadium. They know how to play that stadium. It's it's just, it's going to be fine. The, the Yankees are going to be fine. The Yankees are going to be in the playoffs. But when it comes down to it, they have an opportunity to show what I've been saying. If their bats hit, I, you know, I think that their bats can hit against everyone, except for maybe now the Astros. Because here's the thing, when you get to playoff time, we'll talk more about it when September and October rolls around. But the Astros in a short series, I mean, Verlander, Cole, Granke. I mean, you know, God bless. That's, that's tough. That is tough. Astros are all in. They make the move for Granky. Excellent, excellent job on their part. 
now let's go across the town to our beloved New York Mets. And the last time I was on the podcast, I broke everything down. 35-minute podcast on the Mets and the trade deadline, what they need to do. You need to get rid of Wheeler. You need to get rid of all these expiring contracts. Vargas, I even said, if you got to throw Rosario in a deal. I know what I said, and what I always say, too, is when I'm right, I'm right. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And right now, I'm not going to say I'm wrong because today... The Mets now have won seven games in a row, and they're 53-55. and 55. And I've always said to you, I will not get excited about any team until they're at least 500. I know there's a ton of games left. This seven-game win streak is amazing. The juices are flowing for Mets fans and in that clubhouse. You can see it by the quotes that come out. But at the end of the day, let's win these two games to get to 500 because the way baseball is with all these games and all these series, the Mets did what they were supposed to do for the most part against crappy teams. And I told you, you know, when the National Series comes around, if we could be around 500, now we're going to see what we're made out of. I told you that. So when I was right, I was right with that. The National Series is just around the corner. Now that we just roped up the White Sox, okay, and took care of them, and it's supposed to. Listen, we know what the Mets' problem was the first half. Blown saves, this, that, the other thing. Bullpen sucks. Cano's batting 220. On and on it goes. On and on it goes. But there are a lot of things that happened with this trade deadline that no one saw coming with the Mets. Me included. Number one, the Mets getting Marcus Stroman, which was the biggest move, obviously. And their main move. Marcus Stroman. It was addition by not subtracting as the Mets became buyers. I mean, basically 10 games on the 500, they became buyers. Completely unheard of. Maybe Brody knew something in the clubhouse. I mean, maybe they're really looking at this and saying, listen, Diaz can't be this bad the second half of the season. And I told you, I didn't want to give up on Diaz. I'm glad they did not. I would have gave up Diaz for Bobby Dalbeck on the Red Sox. I would have done that deal. Yes. Yes. But Diaz is young. He's in his mid-20s. He was arguably the best closer in baseball last year for Seattle. And you know when these players, hitters, pitchers alike, when they jump ship and go American League to National League, there is some learning curve. Usually, the pitchers have the upper hand, but it's, you know, it's not a perfect science every time. Let's see how Diaz settles in. Let's see mechanically and whatnot what they're doing. So I'm glad we didn't give up on Diaz, but Stroman getting Stroman, huge, huge, and huge on so many fronts. Now, before I go into how it's used for the Mets, you did hear in New York, and there's so much media and so much, I'll use the term fake news in New York. I don't like using the term, but I'll use it fake news in New York, where, you know, Stroman was upset. He went to the Mets. He threw a tantrum. The whole thing, Stroman comes out and says, it's not true. Stroman has been arguing with the Blue Jays and their management for over a year now. So, did Stroman want to go to the Yankees? Of course he wanted to go to the Yankees. But now he's a Met. So, what are you going to do? Now he's a Met. No on social media. It's circulating him as a baby wearing a Mets jacket. He's saying all the right things. Fine. I don't care. He's a New York kid back in New York. Suffolk County kid. Pat Met High School. It's a great story. I always tell you, as much as Stephen Matz, I'm done with him and his tantrums. If he did not tantrum on the mound... I have a soft spot for any of the Long Island kids, so I think it's great, especially as a Met fan. But the bottom line is this. You get Stroman. I mean, the staff, we got rid of Vargas and added Stroman. 
I mean, just based on talent, great move. Great move. And you have Strowman for another year. It's not like he's an expiring contract this year. Fine. Here's where I get a little worried. So we take Strowman. We say, there you go. It's obviously a positive. Thumbs up. Nice move. Here's where I get very concerned. That's where I'm going to throw a little you know, water on the flame and douse it a little bit and calm everybody down. I do not understand for the life of me not trading Zach Wheeler. I don't get it. If you want to say the deals weren't good enough, fine. Once they got Strowman, I thought Wheeler was 100% gone. It made sense. You get rid of Wheeler, get some prospects. The Mets farm system is atrocious. It's a disaster. It's disgusting. The Mets farm system. Yeah, and you read social media and all those people are like, oh, don't the Mets have anybody in the farm system to bring up to help the bullpen? No. I've been telling you no. There's no one in the farm system. Our farm system sucks. Sucks. It's awful. It's brutal. It's brutal. Terrible. They just need bodies. People are like, oh, how can we get rid of Vargas for a 190 catcher? Yeah, it's a terrible deal. Vargas sucks. Oh, he was pitching great. Yeah, he was. He sucks. Get rid of him. We wanted him gone the moment we got him. And what do we get? A warm body. Someone who's actually breathing. I understand he's batting 190, but that's how bad our farm system is. We're happy to have the 190 catcher. Doesn't that show you something? I mean, an absolute disaster, the Mets farm system. So Wheeler not being traded shocked me. Shocked me. Now you go into free agency and you say, well, wait a minute. Okay, is it possible? Is it possible that the Mets, knowing they have no farm system, knowing they have no farm system, that they're actually going to give Zach Wheeler the best offer possible after the season? I think it's impossible. I think Zach Wheeler's a Yankee going into the 2020 season. That's what I think. But again, who knows? I've been wrong before. But that's what I think. Because I think that New York Yankees, who need starting pitching, who are asking about Wheeler, the whole thing, on and on it goes, and the Mets will not trade with the Yankees, I mean, they're just going to throw a bunch of money at him. Zach Wheeler should be a New York Yankee next March. Be shocked if he's not. And I don't think the Mets could match the dollars that the Yankees are going to throw at Wheeler. So with that said, you got Wheeler for this run, if you want to call it that. You know, maybe it is a run. Who knows? For 2019, maybe trying to get in the wild card, the whole thing. But next year, Stroman replaces Wheeler. Okay. You still need a fifth starter. We'll figure it out when the time comes. I'm not going to get too crazy about it. But I am disappointed that they did not trade Wheeler. It doesn't make any sense to me. He's made it known in all his camps and everything else. He is testing free agency. The only way he's going to be a Met in 2020 is if the Mets give him the most amount of money. He's excited to be a free agent. He's excited to make a ton of money. He's pitching great the last two years. Listen, the guy's earned a great contract. I don't think it's coming from the Mets. But for the short term, let's enjoy it, right? What the hell are you going to do? I mean, now we we have a starting rotation that just might be. I think it's the deepest. I don't want to say it's the best because, again, what the Astros just did with Granky's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. So the Mets not moving him, I was, uh, you know, I'm just confused about. 
100% confused, but I don't think it makes sense long term. But what are you going to do? All right, that's the wheel of thing. Put that away. Let me stop repeating myself. Syndergaard, I told you if he was going to get traded. Astros, you could see what the Astros did. Obviously, we're getting cranky. I've said it now 10 times. You know, you got to tip your cap to them. The Astros were all in. We knew the Astros were all in. They didn't want to give up their top prospect, and they didn't. So you got to give them a ton of credit. Again, Houston, I don't know what has happened to the Astros, but the year before they went to the American League and when they got rid of everybody and went with the homegrown guys and got the Altuves and the Correas and all this other stuff, I mean, I don't know what they did, but that front office has been absolutely amazing. You can see it with the World Series championship and everything else. Absolutely amazing. And they did it again with this deal for Granky. So when we were talking about Syndergaard getting traded, to the Astros and teams like that, you could see why. The Astros were hot and heavy. They needed, they wanted another pitcher. With that being said, Syndergaard, we have for another year of control, another two years of control. So it's fine that we have him. I like Thor. It's all good. I said if we were going to get rid of him, what we would have needed. And obviously, they didn't want to do those deals. So we stay with Thor. Astros got their granky. Everyone's happy. Dominic Smith... Being on the IL, I have to tell you, is one of the best things that's happened to the Mets in a long time. And you guys are going to think, how could you say that he's batting 340? No, he's not. Not anymore. And if you watch Dominic Smith for the last 20, 30 games, he's absolutely shitting the bed offensively. He has come down to earth where he belongs. Dominic Smith is not a 320, 330 hitter. Now, they said that, you know, is he going to get is he going to go to an American League team three or four years from now and hit 330? Probably, right? Because now I've said that. But I'm telling you right now, he's not. I don't think he can do it consistently. I don't think he's that great of a hitter. We know he's not a left fielder. He's not an outfielder, left, right, wherever they want to try putting him. And we have Alonzo. So see you later, Dom Smith. But we didn't trade him. He's injured. And now the news on Dom Smith doesn't look that good as far as when he's coming back. And you know what, what I say? Great. J.D. Davis now is going to get the playing time. It is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. That is addition by subtraction right there. J.D. Davis needs to be in the lineup. I think he brings more to the table than Dominic Smith. I think he's just a better overall baseball player than Dominic Smith. And I was killing him when he was playing third base. Couldn't throw to second base. I get it. But, I mean, this guy, Dominic Smith, enough. Enough with him. He had a very, very hot first half. He had the best first half of his life. It's never going to happen again. I wanted to trade his ass. You know, obviously we couldn't because he got hurt. So that's big news. The Mets are better. The Mets are better after the deadline. But what this has told me, and it should tell the Mets fans too, is see, GMs, there's very few GMs that have the mentality or even the resources of a Cashman or the mentality of the Astros and things like that, where they're going to hold on to their top prospects, still build the farm system when they can, and also still compete for World Series. It's absolutely amazing. The Red Sox, teams like that, okay? You see what the Braves have done the last few years when they basically were the bottom feeders and then turned it around. You can see how stellar their team is right now, young talent, the whole thing. But what you're seeing from Brody with the New York Mets is... What you get from a lot of GMs where basically they believe, hey, you know what? You don't win a World Series in AAA. There is no minor league World Series. Yeah, they win a little trophy. I mean, that's not what he's here for. And that's what I'm taking away from the Stroman deal. What I'm taking away from Stroman and not getting rid of Syndergaard, not getting rid of Wheeler, even though I disagree with the Wheeler thing, is them saying, hey, listen, you don't win World Series in AAA. 
You don't win World Series in Double A. You don't win World Series in Single A. And we're here to win a World Series. Now, are the Mets good enough to win a World Series right now? I don't think so. But again, you go into a three-game series. Now, all of a sudden, you have Mats coming out of the pen. Or maybe you have Stroman coming out of the pen. It's a different game when you get to the playoffs. And the Mets are a better team right now. Cano is starting to get his juices flowing a little bit. You know, Robbie Cano needs to be motivated. Robbie Cano is one of those guys that has won when he was younger with the Yankees, and he's been kind of content with that. He got his big deal from Seattle. He got all the money in the world that he wanted that the Yankees wouldn't give him. If you look at the Robbie Cano career, we know the guy can hit bombs. We know the guy is better defensively than he gets credit for. He really is. We also know the guy's lazy as shit. So he needs to be motivated, and you can see as the Mets started to win, Cano now is starting to come back and swing the bat the way we know he can. At the end of the year, if Cano stays with this, he's going to hit 20, 25 home runs, 60 RBIs. It's not what we wanted, but the best thing I could say about the Mets trade deadline, obviously Stroman, number one, staying positive. Number two, we kept Cano and Diaz. And people are going to think I'm crazy for that. But when you give up Kalenic and Dunn, those two prospects, for Diaz and Cano, when we all knew, and I've said it forever, that that deal was to get Diaz, I am so glad and so happy that the Mets did not trade Diaz for some crap deal. You want to trade Diaz for Bobby Dalbeck and the Red Sox and put Dalbeck at third base for the next 10 years, I'm okay with that. You want to trade Diaz for another number one prospect in an organization, I'm okay with that. But if you're going to get these low-level guys, some bench guys, I don't want it. I don't want it. I do not think Diaz is going to be this bad going forward. I think this is going to be the worst year Diaz ever has as a Met. I really believe that. I truly believe that. Mark my words. Driving when Joe said it. August 2nd, 2019. You are not going to see this bad of a Diaz as you saw in the first half. He's too young. He's too good. He throws too hard. His stuff is too good. I am so glad that they did not just settle just to get rid of him because, yes, his ERA is five. And, yes, he blew a ton of saves and all this other stuff. I get it. I am so glad they did not give up on him. So the Yankees, believe it or not, the Yankees sitting on top of their division come out as losers on the trade deadline, and the Mets come out as winners. Absolute bizarre world. Absolute twilight zone. 53-55 and 55 right now. The Mets... I am not going to get crazy until they reach 500, but I can guarantee you this. They reach 500, driving with Joe's back on here going nuts and starting to break down how we can get to the wild card. I'll see you later.